0: It might seem strange at first to believe that sex might become an addiction. It's an inherent biological activity, not a chemical consumed into the body. But even as inebriants and drugs might become habit-forming, so might natural activities like eating and sex. These actions become problematic once they're utilised as a means of escaping anguish or tedium, and when the behaviours carry on, even when they get destructive. A few individuals have described sex addiction like this. The substance used was humanity. You marshal all your intellect and appeal and power to keep the addiction alive. These actions become problematic once they're utilised as a means of escaping anguish or tedium and when the behaviours carry on, even when they get destructive. A few individuals have described sex addiction like this. The substance used was humanity, You marshal all your intellect and appeal and power to keep the addiction alive. Becoming fired from a career doesn't make them quit. Losing a lover doesn't make them quit. Risking their life and the lives of their sexual mates doesn't make them quit. Everything and everybody in your life, who you are and what you trust, is based around it. About the addiction... As sexual mores alter in our culture, and as porn and the sexual practice it presents get ever more common, millions of people discover themselves getting driven in their sexual conduct. They discover themselves engaging in unhealthy and destructive habits, unable to stop. The challenge with sex addiction is that as sex is so personal and private, people are especially hesitant to admit their battles with it. Sex addiction is easy to laugh about, but hard to accept. Persons who deal with sex addiction face a hurdle contrary to recovery from drugs or alcoholic beverages. With chemical addictions, recovery is difficult, but at least soberness is straightforward. Recovery implies complete abstinence from the matter. Sex addiction is more complicated. We'll always be sexual people, and many addicts will engage in sex throughout their lives. The question then gets to be, what makes up healthy as different from addictive sexual activity? In its early phases, recovery from sex addiction calls for choosing what behaviours an individual wants to include in his or her life and what actions to refrain from. How do you select this? Twelve-step recovery fellowships disagree about this. One group, Sex Addicts Anonymous or SAA, encourages recovering addicts to select for themselves with guidance from their sponsor and support group what their bottom line has to be. Persons in SAA realise that this bottom line may modify over time, frequently moving from an across-the-board definition of sobriety to a more particular view over time. For example, early recovery may demand distinguishing only the most problematic risky behaviours, like unprotected sex or sex outside of one's committed relationship. As time advances, the addict may come to believe that additional actions, like porn use or driven masturbation, are addictive too. Another fellowship, Sexaholics Anonymous, or SA, delineates for its members a general definition of sobriety. No sex in any sort with oneself or anyone other than the spouse. Their worry is that leaving the definition of sobriety vague opens the door to self-deception. They believe that addicts will battle to discover sexual health if they stay in compulsive behaviours, even if they haven't listed those behaviours as part of their own personal bottom lines. All the same, we attack drawing a line between healthy and habit-forming behaviour. The point here is that recuperation can't occur till we go through sobriety from the addictive actions. Till we go through some ongoing sobriety, we live in the mental and emotional sully of addiction.